All right, we're live. Man, it's been a while, Dan, and uh, there's a lot to talk about. There's a lot to talk about, but we're going <laughs> to... There's a lot to talk <laughs> That's why I said, you want to go, you just want to jump into it? I said, let's just jump into it, Bubba. I said, if we're going to catch up, because we haven't spoken in a while, if you want to catch up, okay let's catch let's catch up and the people can hear it you know what okay. i mean let's not right. let's not let's not speak in silence brother because you know me i'm not a man that speaks in silence no you're not you're not we'll, if i say no, anything gonna... i if i say anything i say with my chest brother that's I that know. ain't no lie i know i know uh we're gonna give a little bit of time for people to hop in you know what i mean so let they can marinate, live. Let yeah, let let marinate. Um, yeah you... First thing, man, before you know, we get into all the the hot and spicy shit that's going on. Um, the tattoos. We had a conversation. Like, if you're gonna fight, you don't have tattoos. But now you got some tattoos. Like, you got your leg done. You got your nah, back brother. done. Yeah. Damn that that's sick, man. That's sick. I love that. That was like. Uh... I did it with uh, Josh Coon. He's, he's, yeah. he's located on the Gold Coast and he does a um, a podcast called Tattoo Talk. So this is like, um, it's kind of out of the blue. Obviously, I flew over to Perth to watch our boys at uh, UFC Perth. Now on the way back, like a cyclone was hitting New Zealand. So my, I was two hours from the airport. I was supposed to go to the airport. Then my flights got canceled two hours before my flight. And I was like, oh man, what do I do now? So instead of flying back to New Zealand, I flew to the Gold Coast, and then met my my wife and daughter, met my family at uh, Sea World on the Gold Coast, and we went to Sea World and Movie World, and we had like a bit of a holiday. And then he hit me up, "Hey, brother, if there's anything you need?" I said, "Man, let's get some ink done." And then this kind of just it just happened out of nowhere. Obviously, not um, not the smallest tattoo in the world. It took I think it was like 10, 11 hours. Uh, under the gun, which is not the most fun I've ever had, but um, yeah, we got it done. So yeah, watch out for that that uh, podcast tattoo talk. It's a it's a yeah. good time. Yeah, Josh Coon, man, he's legit tattoo, and he can fight. The boy can crack, and he can fight, and he can the fight. Can... Fight of the year, fight of the year. Yeah. Well, the best fights all time in Australian history. Just right. go check that out, right. Eternal. Um, you also got your leg too, right? One of your legs. Well, I'm yeah, this dude just next thing you know, you're gonna be a yakuza walking around looking like, <laughs> looking like a yakuza. Well, that's the idea, it's to, to um, it's obviously a, a moldy designer, it's just to represent, um, represent the whole of New Zealand, um, represent the moldy culture. So, the next time that I uh wrap it around someone's neck, um, um. I'm kicking them with the I'm kicking them with the whole of New Zealand behind me. That's it. It's kind of kind of just represents like it's my armor. You know what I mean? Next time I next time I go in a battle, that that's my armor, and I'm I'm obviously a big kicker. That's uh that's something I like to do. So I'm I'm, I'm kicking them with the whole of New Zealand behind me. That's um that's the idea behind that. Give them a little taste of history. You get kicked by one person. That's one thing. You get kicked by millions of people. That's a whole different story, brother. That is. That is. Uh, everybody uh, watching live right now, put your questions in the chat. 
you know, comments and uh, make sure you guys go in the descriptions, download the all-star app tonight, man. I had, I had a pretty good night on picks, man. I, I think I'm going to start gambling and shit. You know what I mean? I went 11 and three on picks. I did pretty damn good for myself. You know, it's not bad. That's not it bad. It is. It's not bad. Good you work. Know, I'll um, give you a little, I'll give you a little clap for that one. Appreciate that. Appreciate that. Uh, Let's get into John Jones first, man. John Jones goes in there, and and I, I see people online complaining about, like, they wanted to see a fight. And I'm like, yo, you don't want to be fighting like like a fight of the night in the heavyweight division. You want to go in there and clean house quick and get that strap. Dan, what did you think of this performance? Yeah, like, oh, man, you're never going to you're never gonna please everyone. You know what I mean? John, John Jones is such a... Uh, polarizing figure that that's what draws the real numbers and that's probably why he's one of the the biggest pay-per-view sales um in the ufc is that it's like a floyd mayweather situation whether you want to see him win or you want to see him get knocked out you, you're going to tune in a fight but you hit the nail on the head that's not how you want to go out and fight in the heavyweight division like i know he wanted to put on an exciting performance but um just dominant dominant it's um i get it like it was a bit of a nothing fight like you just kind of shut him down uh dragged him to the ground and and got the guillotine it was a bit of a um yeah it was a bit of a, of a like a nothing fight but an incredibly um incredibly impressive performance from john jones definitely definitely um yeah warrants warrants his praises he took his time he moved up to heavyweight and he got the job done like he like he hadn't had any time off, which is um yeah, picture picture perfect situation for um John Jones. Yeah, man, it was it was picture perfect. And there was a lot of you know talk ahead of the fight, people waiting for I never seen so much so many men waiting for someone to take their clothes off to see how they look. You know what I mean? Like there was a lot of people <laughs> waiting for John Jones to show his body. You know what I mean? Like that was just weird the whole week. Yeah, I was just yeah, watching yeah. people trying to and they were body shaming him and shit. I'm just like just very that's odd. Just, that's just dumb. Like that just that's just what comes with size. Like what comes with size is is it's like fat fat comes with muscle like they work they work two and two like if if he would have shown up and he would have been like 12 pat vascular like that would start asking some questions definitely because that's that's like impossible and we've seen it in the past like alistair overeem put on 10 20 kilos and that'd be pure muscle but that's just not <laughs> that's just not like naturally possible you know what i mean but yeah he looked um that's just how to do it naturally he, he took his time and he shifted the weight on properly and um that's just what it looks like you know what i mean and it's not so much like boxes that walk around like the lighter the lighter the lighter boxes like usik and stuff like that which are only you know like 110 kilos like under that like these are guys that need that agility for like punching and then when it comes to like grabbing a hold of some guy and making him carry your weight that's when the wrestling and the grappling gets involved. You're going to want to carry as much weight as possible. And whether that's muscle, whether that's fat, that's weight, man. Like that's, that's what it, where it doesn't really matter in the heavyweight division. So yeah, I was a bit like confused by it. Like, yeah, he didn't look like a bodybuilder, but you don't have to look like a bodybuilder in a fist fight. That's not the, that's not the objective of it. Do you feel like we saw enough 
from John Jones because you know, like everybody wanted to see, is he is he as fast? Is he as quick? Is he does he will he move the same way that he did in light heavyweight? And and I thought the whole time, like, of course he's not going to move the same way. He's weighing 20, 30, 40 more pounds than he did before. You know what I mean? Like when he competed. So, what did you think about his movement and and how he looked ahead of even just getting the takedown? Mm, that's like perfect situation right is that he didn't show it like uh, uh when every time you every time you step out there and fight and compete get in there with someone you 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 obviously um want to get the job done as dominantly as possible but at the end of the day if you get out of there without having to show your car like it, if you get out of there with showing as as least cards as possible that's the that's the true um underlying objective which you can't you can't have that going into a fight be like oh, i'm gonna hold some cards back because you need you're gonna need all your weapons you're gonna need all your tools you're gonna have to utilize all of your skills to get the job done but if you it just so happens you know if just if the chips fall as they do and you get out of there without having to have to show those kind of things or show any flaws or show any holes in your game then that's the that's the perfect situation so as far as john jones is um concerned with that fight that fight um that fight went perfectly for him so it's like um you can't be upset that a fighter didn't get hit enough or didn't have to have to dig deep and and or anything like that like that's uh those are just those are just asinine questions at the end of the day they're just they're just they're just pointless and then you got francis you know what i mean he never lost the title and uh, he already trolling. He already trolling. Already. He's out there tweeting. Good job, Johnny boy. Sincerely, the heavyweight king. He's already trolling him, man. I love it. I love that Francis is sitting out there outside, not even contract to the UFC. But he kind of does hold the title, man. Like, he didn't lose it. So it's like he could say something to John Jones and continually troll John Jones if he really wanted to. Like, if he wanted to play that game, right? Nah, nah, that's no. not how, that's not how, that's not how it works. Like you don't, you don't, like your, 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 that statement appeals to probably 5% of people that watch the UFC. Like, I feel like that statement appeals to like a very small people that know the game very well. Your average Joe, 95% of the people that bought that pay-per-view tonight, they, they, They've already forgotten about it. Like that, they, they, they move so quickly. They they jump so fast. Um, they see that title strapped around John Jones' waist. He's the he's the champion, and and that's just the way it is. Like Francis doesn't have the title anymore. That was the undisputed title on the line. That wasn't an interim championship or anything like that. So as far as the the history books go, John Jones is the champ, and that's that's where that conversation ends um would the ufc be willing to bring francis back i'm sure they would would they be willing to bring him back for more money than they offered him at the time i guarantee they wouldn't i guarantee that number hasn't shifted um at all i i guarantee if anything that night has gone down because now there's another undisputed championship and he'll be fighting as the contender not as the champion yeah, I don't think there's many fighters out there that can leave the UFC and and be 
the A side, so to say, coming back in, there's only maybe a Brock Lesnar when he came back, right? And he was demanding the amount of money that he wanted, and he would probably get it because he can bring a different demographic into the UFC and sell pay-per-views. I feel like Francis is not the same level as uh, a Brock Lesnar. Nah, nah, like he, he brought all those other eyes. He brought the whole Rickson community, which like in, like it's as close to combat sports. Like it's a, it's the entertainment side of combat sports. That's, that's just what it is. So that's as close to like, you, they, they have a very similar system. Like people are used to paying for pay-per-views. People are used to like, it's a very similar system. I feel like um, there's a very large, like shared fan base among the wrestling community and the MMA community. Like there's a lot of people that I guarantee that watch both and Brock Lesnar brought a lot of eyes to the division. So I don't think that it's the same um, for Francis and Ghana. I feel like Francis next step would be um, going away and having one of these boxing fights and, and yeah, one or two big boxing fights, and he'll probably get paid as uh, as much money as ten UFC fights for for two of these um, boxing fights. Like it's it's just uh, it's just the truth of the situation. Yeah, there you go, man. The main event. Now we got um, John Jones. He's gonna probably fight fight uh, Cyril Cyril Gone. He's gonna probably fight Stipe, right? Stipe and john jones that's to me that's more interesting fight right there <laughs> i think there's gonna be a lot more hype around that fight definitely uh with the skill set that stipe has and uh yeah and and i like that john jones called him out you know because stipe widely considered the greatest heavyweight of all time so let's see what happens with that uh valentina man she gets choked out a lot of people believe that that would probably never happen and it happened against Grosso, who was a heavy, heavy underdog, man. MMA, man, is the craziest fucking sport in the world. Yeah, what's well, the, the hunter versus the hunted, right? Like, she's been um, the hunted for so long now. That's, that's the difficult situation when you have a pack of dogs chasing you down and you never get any rest like that's the difficult part of the situation but i feel like head and shoulders of every anyone deserves an immediate rematch it's got to be valentina like she the amount of title defenses that she stacked up towards that like if we're, we're the guys will have like one defense and they'll argue that an immediate rematch is warranted or something like that it's like this is not the same as valentina like but i yeah it has to be an immediate rematch for for Valentina. That's um, that's incredibly hard and and difficult to argue against. Have you seen Cocaine Bear? I have not seen. I have I have seen the shorts for Cocaine Bear. I've seen the advertisers. I've not. Uh, I don't know if that's head and shoulders. I went and watched with the boys. We went and watched with the the City Kickboxing crew. Went and watched uh, Creed Three. They had like a special screening of um. I don't want to spoil it. I don't want to spoil it for anyone. But um, yeah, that that's a good movie. It's a it's a good movie. Let's just say it didn't end how I wanted it at the end, but it's a good movie. Oh, of course, man. Most of those movies are good. What do you th- what do you think about uh, uh Jake Gyllenhaal? You know, what I mean, I'll fight him. 
you know, like I'll get in there with him. They were filming the movie. You get in there? That's the guy. <laughs> I'll, I'll fight him. How cool is that? How cool is yeah. that? Because I, I, I actually had a couple of friends, like they, they already had tickets to Las Vegas and they came down to support and they were in the crowd um, for this UFC and they, they were sending me videos of, because I saw Jake at the, at the weigh-ins come up and, and step on the scales and things like that at the weigh-ins. They had him filming the movie there, but they actually filmed, uh, I think it was in between the fight pass prelims and the prelims. They had Jake like walk out and come to the cage come in the cage and and they filmed um more of that movie as he as he was inside the actual cage on fight night like my friends were sending me videos of that and i thought that was i thought that was real cool i thought that was awesome like it's kind of yeah it's kind of funny and it's kind of cool that like a like a jake gyllenhaal movie like he's one of the biggest movie stars in the world and that they're making a movie about like something that we do like that's second nature to yeah. me going in there to the ufc octagon and and jumping in there and then then for them to make like a ufc uh like a movie about that is is pretty cool like people aspire to that kind of moment then you kind of forget it after you had so many ufc fights so you kind of forget that that's you kind of forget how um how like important and how special like that that moment is um, and how, how, yeah, how special you are to be standing inside that octagon until you see something like that. You see a movie getting made about it. It's pretty incredible. Yeah, it, it's, it's yeah, it just shows you, like, how mainstream it's becoming. And he, you know, like, he's, I think he's been in, he was in Southpaw, right? Like, he 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 was in Southpaw. That was a good movie as well. That's a good movie. <laughs> That's a good movie. Sad as shit movie. Sad, yeah. terribly sad yeah. movie. That movie's horrible, but it's a good movie. That's that's um that'll be up there. The uh Wahlberg movie Fighter. Yeah. That's another good that's a good boxing movie, but Southpaw's gotta be up there with some of my favorite. Obviously, one of my favorite fight movies will be Million Dollar Baby. Even though I think that's the saddest movie of all time. Oh. I truly believe that that is the most terrible that is the most terrible fight movie of all time but it is good you can't you can't deny that no nah, you can't you can't um but yeah like you think he's on the gear though man he look he look in shape oh boy look in shape <laughs> you think well i know like i know that that's like pretty i know that that's pretty like accepted in like the movie well it's not like they're gonna get they're not actually they're not actually like hitting anyone in the in the head. You know what I mean? Like I feel like if you're I feel like if you're taking steroids just for like looks, you're not competing any against anyone or having like any kind of actual physical confrontation with anyone, then I think it's like fine. Um then I think it's like do do whatever you want to do with your own body. But um yeah, go nuts. I'm sure he is. <laughs> what if that was what if that was part of the narrative in that movie? We just don't know yet that he got popped for like PEDs by USADA, and that's part of the movie. In, that would make it realistic. In, uh, right? in Roadhouse, I've seen the movie. It's a great movie. <laughs> Patrick Swayze, though, I know that. That is not part of the movie. Patrick Swayze, <laughs> Roadhouse, spinning a kick. What the? That's what it's all about. I heard that uh, Patrick Swayze in that movie, he wore butt pads. So it's like his ass looked bigger in the jeans. Did you hear about that? Got to keep the wheelhouse strong. <laughs> Got to keep. 
gotta I didn't hear about it, but you gotta keep the wheelhouse strong, brother. Strong, strong wheelhouse. Yeah. The secret to success. You must remember these. For real, for real, for real. Um going back to Jones though, what do you think about the steepest <coughs> fight? Like, do you feel it's hard to like forecast like what that fight will look like because stipe has been gone for so long and John Jones we only saw him for like two minutes. Mm. Um yeah well, like, I think at the end of the day that's it. Like we 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 like saw John Jones very dominant performance and, and you just can't argue against that to, to sit here and pick pick holes in a performance like that would be incredibly difficult. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's from Jones and Jones's camp, that's a near perfect performance. That that um that kind of is what it is. Like do I want to see him more tested? Yeah, but I want to see everyone more tested. You know what I mean? Every undefeated fighter, every champion, every like you want to see them get tested and you want to see how they hold up under that pressure. That's just the common theme of mixed martial arts. Stipe, like he, yeah, it'll be kind of be the same thing. Like now, now he's going to be coming back after a long layout. Like the same questions need to be asked uh, about Stipe. And it just comes down to the nature of the, heavyweight division but but yeah like as long as john jones keeps keeps asking answering these questions that people keep asking you know and and that comes with longevity we, we all know how difficult it is to hold up under the longevity of the heavyweight division like it gets <laughs> like one or two title defenses at heavyweight and people are going man this is the best guy that ever <laughs> been inside the octagon like that's just what it comes down to it's an incredibly difficult um division to kind of string any kind of uh wins together yes it is it is it is um man and and you know ahead of the the event there was also some some talk about i think john jones was saying that he he should get his win back from you know the second fight against daniel cormier where the pico grams the picograms and then like now the i guess the the levels of picograms is is allowable is higher so like his his picograms like fall into that threshold so he wants reparations like he wants that no contest overturned back to a win like what do you think of that shit that, that, to me that's just confusing right like how they change that after some time like how much something is allowed in your system when you get tested like should there yeah, be zero um, in your system? Like, I don't understand. This. Um, that's like really not how the law works, right? Like, <laughs> if you if you like break a law and then they uh, you're in prison for that after being sentenced to it, and then they change the law, like they don't they don't necessarily let you out. Like, that's not necessarily no. like why why you know my question is why were the picograms there in the first place? It wasn't because you know. Uh, wasn't because you were at KFC and you know what I mean? Like, yeah. what, what were they doing there in the first place? You know what I mean? So he's not it, it, te technically, you know what I mean? But yeah. in reality, it's a whole different story. It's a, it, to me, it's a pointless argument. It's like, you know, like you said, it's like any other violation, right? No one's going to go back and say, oh, we're going to take that time back from prison that you did. Because 
it's not going to happen, right? So there's no point of, I think, arguing. Yeah, yeah. Like at, at the end of the day, like what what happened happened, and that's and and that that's history. Like it's uh, if he wants to come out and make some kind of argument and a song and dance and and make tweets and vindicate himself, then that's on him. If he feels vindicated, then he feels vindicated. You know what I mean? But like the reality is that those those moments in time those moments in time can't can't be shifted. He will never have that he'll never have that moment in time and, and that feeling and that reality of, of having that um taken away from him back. This has become a like, <laughs> this has become a big big topic now, man. Even with uh Darren Till. Him asking for his release from the UFC and getting released so he could go get treatment on his knee. He needs to get some kind of injections, which I guess are not going to be allowed under USADA. So okay. he's going to leave the UFC and get the treatment to heal up <coughs> and then come back later. Um, and then there's whole that whole issue about Conor McGregor like retiring without us knowing. And now look at what he looks like now. You know what I mean? Like... Does he pass the smell test? I don't. I don't know. But uh, you even... are cutting, cut. <laughs> I can't even. You am cut, I cutting out? You cutting in and out, my man. I, oh, oh am just I? Jump back in there. I haven't heard the last thirty seconds of what you've been saying. So. Okay, okay. So, the like Darren Till. Did you hear the part about Darren Till? Did you catch that part? I, 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 I catch I catch it was in and out. It was in and out. I'm not gonna right. I'm not gonna lie to you. <laughs> right. So so you know Darren Till he 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 asked for his release right from the UFC so he could get yeah, yeah. some injections, yeah. right? And you were you were saying about um that like T obviously like TJ is doing the same thing, Connor's doing the same Yeah, it's cutting out. You good? We're having some technical difficulties. Hold on. Hold on. You guys, hold on. <laughs> Someone wrote NZ Wi-Fi. Possibly. Possibly. But uh, yeah, just hold on. Yeah, we're going to get back onto the topic um of uh of this whole usada situation um is an earthquake no nah, i don't think there's no earthquake going on i hope not um but yeah with darren till and then you got tj retiring and then you got the whole conor mcgregor situation where he's not getting tested and uh yeah we're gonna get dan back on here and talk about that and then we'll we'll break down some of the other parts of uh ufc 285 Bo Nickel, um, Gamrot, um, Shavkat. We'll have Dan. Dan's uh, he's hopping out. He'll be back in. But uh, yeah, put some comments. Some people got some questions. I'll I'll answer some questions while Dan is uh, figuring out his Wi-Fi. See what happens. Okay, he's back. Looks like it. But he's now it's good. Back. All right, We're now back. 
Now it seems like it's better. We back, baby. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Back where we left off. All right. There you go. So, yeah. So the whole thing, right, with Darren Till asking for his release from the UFC to get injections on his knee to repair his knee, <laughs> and then he's going to come back later on, and then TJ retiring, and people don't know if he's really retired. Is he just retired because he wants to go get his – body worked on with things that are not allowed by USADA and then there's the whole Conor McGregor situation that's going on like what do you think is happening right here with, with like because there's a big part of like a lot of fighters being in the UFC of course it's the biggest platform and and you know and and uh it's the, it's the biggest organization in the world but a lot of it has to do with like it being the cleanest organization right so what do you think of all these things that are going on right now and, and then John Jones as well you know I mean him coming back and I don't even know if they're testing him. Yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, it definitely is better than than what it um, what was before. But it definitely, from like my perspective of, of competing under the uh, under like USADA and stuff like that, it's like if if there are exceptions to the rules, and that's that's undeniable. Like, am I still gonna fight? Of course. Am I gonna? Um, Am I going to sit here and make a song and dance about it? And say like, do I care whether guys are on steroids and guys are not on steroids? Like, at the end of the day, I don't give a fuck. Like, I'll fight them regardless of of, of what is um, being done. But are there, like, do I, do I know that there are exceptions to the rules? Thousand percent. Like, I'm... Uh, um, um, hundred percent. Anyone watching the sport knows that there are exceptions to the rules. Like if you sell enough pay-per-views and if you, you make enough money or you're a big enough name in the sport, are you, do you, can you find, if you have the money too, can you find com- some kind of exemption to the rules? A hundred percent. Like that's, um, that's undeniable. So is it cleaner than any other organization in the world? I also believe a hundred percent, but is it, is it foolproof? Is it, um, is it a bulletproof program? Nah, there's no way. There's no way where there's exceptions to the rules. If you have the money, if you have the money to skirt the rules, then you can skirt the rules. If, if you're a big enough ticket seller, then you're above. Um, yeah, you there are exemptions and that's, that's undeniable. hundred percent, hundred a thousand percent, a thousand percent. You know, what I mean, me being somebody that's like somewhat in the know and like, is been... it is it? You name one average Joe that's like dipped out of the testing pool to take some time to recover his body. You know what I mean? Like it's Conor McGregor, it's CJ Jules, or it's like big name guys. It's Darren Till. It's like all of these guys, all of these guys playing in the gray area and on the fringes um, can't afford to do so. You know what I mean? And they're so valuable to the UFC that the UFC um, brings some kind of leeway to it. Thousand percent, man. Anybody knows about what's going on. They know. They know what's good. It's just the truth, man. You know? It's just uh, the truth, baby. And the... And you know what sucks is like Paulo Costa. I think he came out and said some shit, and then all of a sudden he's getting tested all the time. You know what I mean? Like, it's just wild, man. Like if you say anything, it's just like they okay. You said something. Let me go test you. Uh, same, same, same as me, brother. Two free knocks on my door at six a.m. 
uh, by USADA, blood and piss, over the last couple of weeks. And you that ain't, you think that's a coincidence? That ain't no coincidence, baby. <laughs> that's no that's no that's no coincidence for sure. For it's, sure, it's no coincidence. Un, it's unsure, you know what I mean. But it's like on the same hand, you think I'm just gonna like shut up and bite my tongue. It's like. Brother, I almost had fifty knocks on my door. I almost had fifty knocks on my door, and that's a that's a stranger coming into your house, uh, asking you to pull down your pants and stare at your dick. You think I'm gonna? Uh, you think I'm gonna sit silent while other guys are skirting the rules when I got some stranger knock on my door asking me to pull my pants down? It's like, brother, I ain't I ain't playing this game. It's like either either. Either my 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 opinion, either test everyone all the same, or stop knocking on my fucking door and let me do whatever I want. That's that's what it comes down to, because I don't really like. At the end of the day, steroids, no steroids. I'll fight any of these guys. Like I don't, I don't. At the end of the day, care about it. Well, yeah, we know that. We know that you don't care about it. But it at the end, at the same time, you know, for me being out there, if it's equal, it has to be equal. You know what I mean? Like it has to be. But that's it for for what really brings in the revenue and the gambling and 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 the sponsorships and things like that. We need to appear to be having a clean sport. Yeah. But I don't care about how. Yeah. Either make it clean. Either either cut it down the middle and make it clean, or. Take it back to the wild, wild west, baby. All right, let's uh let's talk about it now. Let's talk about the tweets. Let's talk, baby. Yeah, let's talk about the tweets. Um I'll let you talk, man. Like tell me, tell me like what <clears throat> sparked those tweets. Well, from where I'm sitting and where I'm honestly sitting is um I want to, who, who has hit him up about it? Like, obviously, I started the fire and he's, he's the world champion. Has he not had, has he not had interviews since I um, asked those questions? Is he, is he above uh, reprimand or anything like that? It's like, so I come out, I make these, um, I make these claims. I made the claims. I've made no apology for making those claims whatsoever. Um, has not one interviewer asked him about these claims and asked him about what I have uh, accused him of doing? Has that not happened? Has he not done a single interview since I made these claims and required some kind of justification for these claims? You know what I mean? So from where I'm sitting, I have answered i have asked these questions and there's been no response he's he's sat on his hands now i know that um i know that uh monobrow has come out and denied it but i wasn't talking to monobrow those tweets were directed at one man those tweets were directed at Islam, those tweets weren't directed at his management. Those tweets weren't directed at his team. I didn't accuse them of anything. I accused, I accused him, and I didn't stutter when I said those things. I didn't stutter once. I accused him very directly. I said his name. So, from where I'm sitting, he needs to be asked about it. He needs to address them, because like before, I show all of my cards and. Uh, I want to hear him. I want to hear him 
deny it. You know what I mean? If he doesn't deny it, then how do I discredit him? Because I can discredit him. So why should I show all of my cards when he hasn't even responded to the accusations? So the the whole the whole situation has led to people wanting to see proof. <laughs> You know what I mean? That's what they want. They want to see proof. Of course they want to see proof. Of course they want to see proof. But I want to hear him. I want to hear his response to it. How do I, how do I discredit um, something he hasn't denied? He comes, out, he comes out and denies it. I'll discredit him. That's, that's a fact. If you know what I mean. If I said I had receipts. I have actual receipts. <laughs> there's there's having the there's having receipts that's a term of phrase and then there's having the actual receipt that he paid for getting the iv there's <laughs> you know what i mean like there's a that's a that's a factual statement that wasn't a um that wasn't a metaphorical term also his manager or one of his managers um, tweeted out something, and then erased the tweet. That, Do you remember that? That just, that just shows you um, like the train of thought that their team had. Like they they have legitimately been getting away with it for so long um, because they haven't been fighting in the US because they haven't been fighting overseas. They've just been doing it. They've just been doing it so long that they thought it was legal. That's the reality of the situation and then someone's obviously knocked on his door and said like hey brother like actually you need permission from the commission before you can administer anything like that and um yeah that just that's that's the re that tweet was the reality of the situation and one thing that's that i'm i want to know myself is like if people are getting IVs with permission, right? Who has been getting IVs then? Because there yes, have yeah, must yeah. There, where are those receipts? Like, where is the commission allowing us to see who's getting IVs? Like, I don't, there has been none, right? Is there? Yeah. Is there any? Yeah, that's what. Well, that's a funny thing about the sport is that we have a whole lot of journalists. We have a whole lot of MMA media. But I don't feel like we have any real journalists. Are there? Are there? Why is me as an athlete? Why is me as a fighter um, made substantial claims about one of the most well-known figures in the sport and nothing being done about it? That's like the funny. Like it's it's my it's my responsibility to investigate this. Am I a journalist? You know what I mean? Like I, I obviously know a lot of stuff and have a lot of information. Have I been asked for this information by any MMA journalist? Not a single one. Not a single MMA journalist. This is the first podcast or, or, or first interview where I've sat down and I've actually been asked like, what information do you have? And how long, this is like a month ago. A month ago, I, I um, made these kind of accusations and this is the first time that in, uh, anyone associated with MMA media has actually asked me a question. 
that's the funny thing about it and that that's what's like funny to me like uh yeah like none of it's being investigated that that just shows you the amount of control that certain figures within the sport um have and how much how much influence certain figures in this um yeah they they have over and how much power they have over and how much control is in mma wow that's surprising man i'm surprised no one has hit you up asking questions about they don't want to know 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 they don't actually want to know like this is the first time i've actually been asked you know someone that's like in the sport and like talk to fighters and talk to people that are behind the scenes and and in the past couple of years <clears throat> i've heard whispers i've heard whispers that fighters were getting ivs i heard it even when it was banned right like fighters were still getting it somehow some way and this is the whispers I heard right behind the scenes. Well, from from what I've um, from what, what I've learned from this whole situation is that the UFC don't care and USADA don't care. So if the UFC don't care and USADA don't care, as long as your local commission doesn't catch you, uh, IVs are legal. That's that's what I've learned from this whole situation. I I thought they were illegal. I thought. Um, it was my opinion and it was like the fans opinion um, that you weren't allowed to do it but from USADA's uh, press release and from any action that we've heard from the UFC they, they uh, yeah they don't care about it so well as like yeah that's a message to that's a message out to fighters. Like, as long as your local commission doesn't catch you, IVs are legal. That's, and it's pretty hard um, for a local commission to catch. Like, what are they going to test you for? Too much saline in your blood? Like, there's no there's no test for it. Like, that's why you start to kick down the road. It's because you can't you can't test for it. Without a doubt. It, and uh, I did an interview with um, Joe Lopez, like the the week after. And uh, he was he was visibly very bothered by this whole situation. And uh, I don't know, man. Why do you think Are I you said gonna... something? Though? Like, why do you think I'm the guy that come out and said something? Like, I I don't care. Like I don't care. Like you don't you don't think that I know that there are gonna be consequences for what I said. You don't think I'm gonna be punished for what I said. I just don't care. Like, am I gonna have some shape ups or some Dazakhstanis over the next couple of years in the lobby of UFC events? I'm sure I will. I'm sure I will. Do I care about confrontations? Um <laughs> will other teams no i don't not a single belt do i do i think that the ufc um is gonna punish me in some kind of way yeah i'm sure they will i'm sure they'll give me tough matchups whoop de doo ask the last 10 blokes i fought they're all tough matchups so what are you gonna like bring it on you want to give me you want to give me tough matchups give me tough matchups that's what i'm here for i'm not here for easy fights i'm here for tough fights um 
are they an imposing team? Uh, you know, are they going to do this and do that? Yeah, I'm sure they will, but bring it on. I'm not, I'm not going to blatantly see one of my teammates cheated out of a world title and not say anything because that kind of like it's only like the only reason alex hasn't said something is because he legitimately thinks fight but when it came down to it that was an incredibly close close context and that could have been the difference in him in in having that moment and that could have been the difference in him being the greatest uh, sportish sporting accomplishment in Australian history. Jumping on that, jumping on that cage with two bouts over his shoulder. That could have been the difference. And for that guy to come down here um, to Australia and to steal that moment from Alex, um, I couldn't bite my tongue, and I couldn't sit on my hands because that pissed me off. That pissed me off that he still has that title because he's a cheat. He cheated Alex out of that title, and he knows it. That's why I said it to him. Those tweets were directed at one man. Those tweets weren't directed at his management. Those tweets weren't directed at anyone except that one man. And for him to not be asked about it by any journalist, for him to not be um, pursued by any MMA media for a comment on the situation, I feel like is a, is a, real, is a real smudge on the face. You know what I mean? For him to sit at an interview, to a media scrum or press conference, and to not be asked about it, I feel like you're a coward. I feel like if you sit there and you don't ask him about that, you're a coward. And for me to show my hand when he hasn't even been asked to respond to these accusations, I feel like that's a joke. Will I show, will I show this information? I'm sure I will when push comes to shove. But he's going to have to answer for it first. There you go. Deny it. I dare you to deny it. I dare you to deny it. Then I will discredit you. I know that he's done an interview or two since that. That event. was before. That was before. That was before. Okay, it's because I, because I don't think I've heard him being asked. That was like, before, Did you take an IV? Like, that was did, before. Like, he laughed. And he said, USADA is fine with me. And I'm sure they are. And I'm sure they are. Someone said in the comments that a journalist in Dagestan asked him about Oh, what the fucking do? What the fucking do? A journalist in Dagestan. Congratulations. Bullshit. Is that an impartial journalist? Is that go on go on Ariel Hawani, talk to um, talk to one of these big names in the sport. Do an interview. Do an interview with any of the top ten MMA media organizations in the world. He won't, because why? Because why? Because why? What what champion? What champion? Name name this for me then. What champion? defends his title, wins a world title, and doesn't do a shred of MMA media after it. It's because I said what I said. That's why he's not done any interviews. Because I said what I said. Guilt is quiet. 
you make a good point. Whenever you win the title, especially in a fight like that, you're doing. Do you not do a do you not yeah, do a media, media? Do you not yeah. do a media tour? You definitely or, do some kind of media. any any kind of media. Any name name anyone outside of his home country that he's done even that he's done media work. I don't know. I don't. Isn't that is that not strange? Is that not strange? Like, that's strange to me. So I think um, we got to get someone to interview him. You know what I mean? And and talk to him and, and see what he do, says. Do an interview. Deny it, Baba. I dare you. Deny it. Please. There you go. The ball's in Islam's court. Like people like that's to what say. what I'm waiting for. Like, am I getting 50 different today? Yeah. Do I care about a single one of them? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm still here, baby. <laughs> oh, shit. As I um, like to say, you, you can't kill a weed, brother. We grow in concrete. <laughs> there you go. We addressed it. And uh, I guess uh, MMA media is going to go wild with this one, right? That's what's going to happen. You guys do your thing. And uh, hopefully someone does interview him and, and we get uh, some kind of response because I think we do need some closure in this situation, right? A lot of people do want to see some kind of closure in it. And uh, and I would like to see it as well. Um, what do we got next? Bo Nickel. Let's move on to a wrestler named Bo Nickel. The man is 3-0. First fight in the UFC. Pay-per-view. Where did he go? Where did he go? Here we go. We back. All right. Let's go to Bo Nickel. Bo Nickel, three fights professional. Hell of a wrestler. You know what I mean? A lot of hype behind him. Makes his UFC debut <coughs> on pay-per-view. Goes in there and doesn't waste any time. Takes the fight to the ground. And uh, I believe he chokes out uh, Jamie Pickett. What would you think of that situation? And 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 do you, do you see, like, a, a high ceiling for this man? boom bang bang like that was the question wasn't it like the question was like we knew it's good we knew he could finish fights that wasn't the question the question was could he do it under the lights and he can could he do it under a ufc pay-per-view uh main card in las vegas and he can i took my hat i took my hat um Obviously, the next question is a step up in competition under those same lights. Like that, 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 hundred percent great up until this point. Incredibly impressive. That was the question. Can he do it under the lights? That was the question. He answered the question. Tip your hat to him. Set a new challenge if you will. But up until this point, hundred percent great, and that's uh, that's undeniable. People are talking about a, a a groin shot. Did you see it? Oh fuck off! The Baba Blake. They're gonna put it on appeal. Fuck off! <laughs> no, no appeal. I'm the commission. Appeal I'm denied. The, the I'm commission. the commission. You're the new commission. I'm, Appeal denied. Get out of here. 
<laughs> what have we ever seen an appeal not denied? Never. Think about that. Never. 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 When has Nevada ever denied an appeal? Never. You know what I mean? Every Never. single time. Denied. Stamp. You're out. They don't give a fuck. And you if you Next. want to fuck with them, they'll they'll find the shit out of you. You know what I mean? Nick Diaz found out real quick. Uh yeah. Bull Nickel, man. He, he's he's someone to look out for. I think he's gonna do big things. I think they're gonna push him. You know, like the UFC. If they see something, they're gonna push you. And either you sink yeah, uh, or you swim. That's the right? UFC, man. They, they 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 push you as far as you're willing to be pushed. Like if, if he wants to, I'm sure if he wants to fight a ranked guy next, they'll give him a ranked guy. Like that's that's just the UFC. The same goes um, with any prospect that hits a lot of numbers. Like Paddy Pimbler, I'm sure if he wanted a ranked opponent, he'd be getting a ranked opponent next. The only reason he's not is because he doesn't want to rank the opponent. Like that's that's just what it comes down to. The UFC, and I know this full well, is more, more, more push, push, push. Like that's just the way that they operate. It'll only be the fighter and the fighters teams that that is pulling the reins back, saying like, "Whoa, he needs a little bit more. He needs this. He needs this opponent, um, and stuff like that." Yeah, is it? Yeah, I don't feel like it needs. Uh, I like a named unranked opponent. I feel like that'll be um, the logical next step for him. I don't feel like he needs to jump into the because once you, I feel like once you hit the number game, it's um, you can't get out of a number game. Nah. It's like well, well, yeah. Once you once you hit those number game, it's sink or swim. Everyone knows that. You know what I mean? If you fight number 15, you lose to number 15, you're back back to the start. You're back yeah. to where you came from. So, so it's, um, yeah, he doesn't quite need the number game yet. But, yeah, uh, I tip my hat. He, he, he ticks all the boxes. He's very good, man. He's very good for having so little fights and the UFC. They, they, they love him, man. You already know. He's on a pay-per-view in his debut. If they didn't mm. love him, they wouldn't put him in that spot. And he showed out, like you said, under the lights. He did it. He did what he needed to do. So he's going to get a little bit of prefer preferential treatment, so to say. Like, you know, people like to complain about, but it's the fight game. That's what happens. Um, the guy you were supposed to fight, Jalen Turner, fought Gamrot. And a very close competitive fight, I thought. You know what I mean? Like, Jalen mm. Turner looked pretty good mm. on the feet. Just Gamrot's yep. grappling was just a little bit better. And uh, <coughs> what did you think of that whole clash right there? It's a good fight. Good fight. I was impressed. Um, I was impressed by both of them for Gamrot to not only come in and do what he did, but to come in and do what he did on three weeks' notice. That's like uh, 10 days at American Top Team, like 10 day, like a 10 day training camp. Like that just shows you that he, he was staying ready and he was staying um, in shape and he, he was good to go. That's another top 10 win um, for him. So, so yeah, impressive from both. It's not like Jalen went out, like weird risk for me for Jalen 
to to like that's a big stylistic change like me and gamera are like two we're like polar opposites <laughs> like uh, uh, uh like a wrestler that's just gonna get in your face and like shoot repeatedly against me who's um gonna stay at range and, and fight long yeah that's like a bit of a risk um i thought it was like a weird matchup yeah Risk versus reward, though, to take a to get a higher ranked opponent on that shorter notice is pretty unique. So it was, yeah, impressive from both. And I don't feel like either of them, like Gamera, is not going to really go up. Like, I don't know who's ranked above him, but I don't feel like he's really going to go up. And I don't feel like Jalen's really going to go down. So it's a bit of a, just a learning experience for Jalen. That's like moment, it's momentum building for Gamera and a bit of a learning experience for Jalen. Like that's that's where I'm at with the player. Yeah, Gamera, he's sitting at number seven. Jalen's at number 10. I feel like they shouldn't even move. They should just get better fights now. Moving yeah, forward. yeah. I feel like, yeah, from, yeah. For me to like, I'm like 11 and he's 10. For me to jump him because he lost to seven <laughs> would be weird. You know what I mean? I would, I really wouldn't complain. Like, if I can jump him without even fighting him, I was like sitting there and laughing. I was like, bro, if I, I was like, if I get ranked above him and then I don't even fight him, I was like, that. I took my hat. I love him with my rankings. I was like, that would be. Hilarious. We see that happen though. Oh, it's not like, like impossible. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's not possible. Like, I'm sitting here like fingers <laughs> crossed, like shit. No, no. You got a gamma got his hand raised and I got top ten, maybe. Like, <laughs> like fuck. Like if you can do it without even throwing a punch, like isn't that that's a smart man's game, dog. Yeah. Um, what's the update on, on the hand? Now that, uh, yeah, yeah, it was funny, man. Like I, I came back, um, cause I obviously broke it and then I went to, I was like, well, I may as well go to Perth. I went to Perth, watched the boys like bang and Perth. And then I was like supposed to fly back to New Zealand. And then my flights, I was like two hours, I was like an hour off going to the airport. Like I was going to leave to go to the airport and then I got like a ding on my phone. My flight had been canceled on a Tuesday and I was like, oh, I'll just rebook it. And I couldn't rebook it. It was, uh, you couldn't rebook it till Monday the following week. So I was like, what am I going to do for eight days? Like, that's weird. Because it was a cyclone in New Zealand, which yeah. um, closed the airport. So then, anyway, I was like supposed to be in fight camp. So my uh, my missus and my kid were going to like SeaWorld. It's like a resort, like a it's like kid shit. There's fucking dolphins and all of that stuff, and like movie world and stuff like that on the Gold Coast in Australia. So I just flew over there and met them in the Gold Coast and SeaWorld, and um, yeah, just had like a little bit of a holiday, movie world, SeaWorld, stuff like that. Got my tattoo. Um, and then came back to New Zealand, but I was like a week late because I'd been on holiday. Went to the back to the doctor, doctor x-rayed it, and I think she was just like real pissed off with me. Because she she was like the x-rayed it, and then she like pretty much sat me in the naughty corner. She was like, 
come with me, sit me in this room. And I was like, in this room for like half an hour and I was like, I'm pretty sure this is a storage closet. I was like, I'm pretty sure this is not even. <laughs> and I, I put my head out and asked one of the nurses. I was like, is this even a room? And she goes, I was like, fuck, I'm in trouble. But the nurse like came, uh, the doctor came back and was like, nah, your hand's not healing. It's further, the fracture's like further apart than it was when you first did it. Uh, you're going you're gonna to need surgery. So I was like, fuck, obviously, like, been sitting around, like, thinking, bro, surgery, that's, like, four months, like, two months for the surgery, two months for rehab, I was pissed off. Then I went and saw the surgeon um, a couple of days ago. He, like, cut the cast off. He looked at it, like, had a feel and stuff like that. And he's just like, yeah, yeah, it's good. I was like, do I need surgery or anything like that? And he goes, like, he said, what do you need it for? Well, I said, I kind of just need to make a fist and hurt people with it. And he was like, I'll catch you later then. He was like, it's good as gold. I was like, the doctor last week said I needed surgery. And he goes, see how like, uh, oh, I love you there. Oh, yeah. No, you can't really see it. I'm trying to find the angle. See how like that finger's like a bit crooked? Yeah, yeah. He's like, he's like, if you want this finger straight, I can give you surgery. And I was like, what the fuck? I was like, that's superficial, right? And he's like, nah, like, say you had knitting as a hobby, so I have to fix that. I have to make that straight. And I was like, I don't need that. I was like, I just have to do this and I have to do this. And he's like, yeah, like, that's that's cool. You're good as gold then. I was like, mad. So obviously it's still broken. He just cut the cast off and said, I don't need a brace. But like, that's three, I think that's four weeks now. I think another three weeks until I can start like um, strengthening it with weights, and then like a couple of like then you can start like hitting stuff and putting impact on it and stuff like that. But I was thinking um, June. I think June I'll be good to go. June I know June tenth or something like that. They're coming back to. I think there's a rumored card in Singapore. In June, like June tenth, I'll be good for that. Like Singapore is just up the road, close to Thailand. Go for a little bit of a holiday after that. Oh. And um, yeah, June tenth, I think it's a pay per view in Singapore. Good to go. All right, all right. June tenth, pay per view in Singapore. Breaking news. Maybe. Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> That's good. I'll That's hit. good. That's good. That's good to hear, man. Hit, That's good. June tenth, I'll hit you with it. I don't know what. It, but I'll hit you with it. <laughs> <laughs> maybe they can line you up for that title shot. You know what I mean? You never know. You know what I mean? Maybe I'll you can hit, sneak in I'll there. I'll hit you with it. Sneak in for that lightweight title shot right there. Singapore, let's do it. You know what I mean? It's coming. Bro, the sharks are circling now. The sharks are circling now. Ain't no one yeah. scared after that performance, brother. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Shavkat. What'd you think of Shavkat, man? He he went in there and... Uh, he, Mad fight. He, Mad yeah. fight, mad fight, Please, mad man. fight, mad fight, mad fight. That was my fight of the night. I thought that was a mad fight. Jeff Neal's yeah. a beast, like hits like a truck. Yeah. Shaka ate that shit and walked him down. Like that was, I love that fight. That was an incredible, I love that fight. That was my fight of the night, uh, Jeff Neal with Shaka. I love that. Big, yeah. 17 and over, all finishes. Yeah, I think that that was incredible. 
someone was saying that that was like one of the only fights um, that ended in a submission, but they never went to the ground. Got knocked out. Oh, they said someone was saying that that was one of the only fights that ever that have, that ever ended in a submission, but they never went to the ground. They no one ever like took no one down the whole fight, which is insane. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's mad. It was kind of like a weird finish, but yeah, like someone grabs your neck, they grab your neck. It doesn't matter <laughs> whether you're standing up so, on your neck's your neck. Someone was saying that was the uh, the bouncer choke. You know when the bouncer grabs you at the club? <laughs> they want to take you outside? That's a secret, Baba. I used to be a bouncer. That's the secret. <laughs> Never punch no one. Choke a few covers out, though. Hey, go back to uh, uh, Perth. How was that, man? How was the um, how was the after parties? I saw that video of a uh, of a uh, Valk dancing and shit like that shit. Like it wasn't even dancing; it was like he was just doing footwork. And have you seen the yeah, memes? Yeah, it was like shadow boxing. Nah, I ain't seen the memes. Send them, send them to me. Send them to me. Uh, cool. I'll send you one. I'll send you one. It's on Instagram. But uh, yeah, nah, that was how was cool, that? man. That, that was cool because we were like, over, it was funny. We were like up at the. Um, after party it was funny like uh eugene our coach eugene Berman, he came and they're like obviously let him in in his jandals because he doesn't own shoes so he's like walking around but the, like the floor of the after party on the roof was like so sticky they're like his jandals are getting stuck to the ground and he was like worried they were gonna ripped off so he was like walking around he was like walking around on like the edges of his feet but now nah, that was funny man and then we went Cause yeah, I thought we were going into like a different part of the club, and then they like walked us onto a stage, and I was like, "Well, this is weird." <laughs> I, was like, I feel like it's like a thousand people just like staring at me. I was like, "But hey, you have enough beers, you start dancing and having a good time." And it's um, nah, it was cool, man. It was cool um, with everyone bulk shadow boxing and dancing. But nah, it was a good night. Perf, Perf was incredible. Like. Um, it's the first fight night that they've had down the side of the world um, since the old uh, Big C hit the hit the decks, and that um, it was wild, man. Like when Volk walked out, obviously it was incredible. That whole fight was incredible. Jack Della was deafening when he when he finished his fight. The crowd went deafening because he's like a hometown guy, and that's like a lot of the. That's like the part that gets lost on people at home watching the TV is that like hometown guy knocking someone out like live, it's unbeatable. That's that's unbeatable. The nerd, like because you're sitting in the crowd like that's a guy you know. That's a guy that grew up on the streets that you grew up on. Like that's um, it's incredible to see. So like that that was deafening. But all of the Aussies doing so well, like Jimmy Crute doing so well like it was an incredible card i was there um from the first fight and it was just um it was an amazing event like oh man i was so gutted that i couldn't oh man if they could have just chucked me in there halfway through (laughs) (laughs) i would have done it that was sick yeah jack della man he's 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 the next crop right out of australia man he's a he's a weapon that boy can fight 
clean, clean, clean as a whistle, man. Like for him to now be ranked, new contract, um, moving his way up the rankings. Like sky's the limit. Sky's the limit. Yeah, just the the next crop, the next wave. Um, even Jack Jenkins, man, a little the the mm, featherweight. Mm, you know, what I mean, yeah. he's 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 a unique character as well, man. Like the boy <laughs> just he just wants to scrap, like. His fight yeah, was pretty yeah. crazy as well. Like, he told me that his bones are just like extremely dense, so like he could just kick everything and put everything into all of his kicks. It just won't break. Good man, I'm just like, good man. I love those young, <laughs> those young fellas. They, they're fearless, bro. Like I, I used to be like that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean used to be? Yeah, I'm so, now now I'm just stupid. Before before I was ignorant. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a difference between ignorance and stupidity. Before before I was just ignorant. Oh God, they'd be like, punches can't hurt me. Like now I'm just stupid. Now I got. I'm just like I don't care if punches hit me. Like now I do the same thing, but it's a it's a it's a different way. Anything else stick out to you about this card? Any other performances? <coughs> what were the uh... Rattle, rattle them off, brother. All right, all right, all right. I got you. All right, we got um, Garbrandt. That was a weird fight, right? Why is it weird? That was a good fight. <laughs> that, was that was a good, good fight. fight. That was a good fight. Like, uh, we 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 play the sport of risk versus reward. And if the reward is not there, then the risk is not warranted. And that is impossible to argue against, my friend. Um, yeah, like, obviously, yeah, it was like a low-reward fight for him. He just needed to get the win. That That's all it was. Garbrandt just needed to get the win. So he went out there, and he just got the win. That's, <laughs> that was that was what he needed to do in that fight, hand, hand down. Like, will he take big risks and swing big shots and go for the knockouts? Of course he would. Gavran always does that. But that's for a title. That's for a title shot. That's for a higher ranking. That's for all of this kind of hoopla. Um, none of that was on the line. They just wanted to see him get a win. And he went out there and he he, he got the win. His corner was saying the exact same thing. He's going, don't worry about the crowd. You just need to keep doing what you're doing and you get the win. He's so fast, bro. He's so fast. Like I remember cornering... Um, Kai against him, and I like watched a lot of film leading into that fight, and then just actually sitting in the corner and seeing how fast he actually was. Like, was incredible. Of course, there's tactical things that you can do to exploit that kind of speed. Um, I don't really want to give. I don't really want to give anything away. You know what I mean? Yeah, like yeah, I don't, I don't, I like the guy. I don't want to tell everyone. I don't want to tell future opponents how to build, how to beat them. I feel like <laughs> that'll be. I feel like that'll be that ruins the game. Yeah. Figure it out for yourself. Exactly. That's, figure it out for yourself. Unless you're on my team, you have to figure it out for yourself. <laughs> yeah. What about the South? What about the boys from South Africa? Uh, Drickus. Duplessis and uh, Cameron Simon. Those boys I actually trained with. Uh, I actually trained with Driscoll's in um, at Tiger Muay Thai. 
Oh, really? I trained with him. Yeah, yeah, I trained with Taika Muay Thai. I remember him when he was um, fighting in EFC, and I think he was the uh, welterweight and the middleweight champion yeah, of yeah. Um, EFC. And I, yeah, I, and I knew of EFC because I think like 2012, I would train with um, Leon Meinhardt, who was like the lightweight champion of EFC. So I knew like what EFC was. By the time that um I bumped into Driscus, but yeah, I trained with Driscus, uh, not like extensively, but it's like Thailand, like you bump in the cats and you, and you know, and you know good cats, and you you have a good conversation with them, and you have a little train with them, and you're just like, yeah, this guy's like legit. So uh, it's very cool to see him. Um, was that beat the number five? Yeah, he was number five. That's wild. That's wild. Top five in the world. Like that's um. That's an incredibly accomplishment for him. I'm so happy for him. He has he has such a a reckless style. It was almost like he's like Derek Brunson 2.0. I feel right. like it appears. I feel like it appears reckless. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. I like it like, appears. Yeah, I feel like yeah. I feel like he forces the other guy to fight reckless. Like they, he's always in like mad fights, right? Always. So you just think. You just think like, oh man, this guy's this guy's mad, but like then the other guy is mad too. So I feel <laughs> like he like I feel like he forces the other guy into a mad fight, which is which is really cool to see. You know what I mean? To like to make that's like that's for, as a fighter, that's like really cool for me to see is to like see a guy make a guy do something he doesn't want to do. That's like cool for me to see. Like when you when you can like you know what the other guy wants to do, but then you make him fight like an idiot. That's cool. I feel like that's cool. Making a guy do what he doesn't want to do. Yeah, Drickus, man, I like him. I like his style. Um, I'm very interested to see him fight the the top five guys. You know what I mean? Because will he be able to make the top five guys fight like that? You know what I mean? And and when he can't. How does he respond I feel like he, to that? I feel like he'll be able to make Paul Acosta fight like that. Yeah. I feel sure. like Paul Acosta will take the bait. I feel like yeah. <laughs> I feel like that's a good fight. That's a fight I want to see. A lot of good fights for him, man, coming up now for uh for his uh for his next one soon, man. He he seems like he wants to be real busy as well. So we'll see what happens. Uh uh Ian Machado, Gary. He fought Keenan Song, got dropped in the first round, came back and got the third round finish. Did you catch that one? I did. I did. Um, yeah, cool fight. I feel like a bit of a yeah, like he was out pointing him and just got clipped with a punch. But it was cool mm. to see the it was cool to see the way that Ian Gary responded to that. Like to get back to his corner and his corner just be like, well, you had to make this exciting, didn't you? And then for him to kind of laugh and be like, yeah, 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 like I. I was doing this and I go like for him to be so um so young in his career and be so aware of what he was doing and the mistakes that he made was like pretty cool. It was like pretty cool to see. You know what I mean? Like it was yeah. it was cool. And then the finish was incredible for him to do what he's doing, stay so composed and then just for once he felt that um a few cracks and songs like to start showing. For him to just put the pick to the floor and just uh, you know the strip like for him to just ramp it up at the perfect time and get the finish, which I I feel like at this moment in time he needed to do. 
I feel like yeah. he's done like he's done like a uh, a couple of very composed um, performances, but after getting dropped, like it's like you need to get the finish now. Yeah. And I feel like I feel like if he would have got dropped and then just fought to the decision and taken the decision, uh, I feel like people would be a bit like whatever about it. But for him to get dropped, come back and get the finish the way that he did it, like it it, it answered a lot of questions. It answered how he's going to respond to difficult times. And it answered like um, what he's gonna do after those um, questions get asked. And yeah, I thought it was incredible. Man, Keenan Song's face looked like he went through a beat grinder. The roughed him up, man, on the feet. Like some precision in his strikes. <laughs> um, other than that, man, there was a. It was uh, Tab- Tabitha Ricci. She got that arm bar on uh, Jessica Penny. Pretty solid win for her against a former title challenger. Amanda Hibas, she came back, got a win. Um, but other than that, that's about it, man. The rest of the card is just, you know, it is what it is. Like people like it to say. It is what it is, baby. It is. Um, before we go, man, before we uh, break this down, shut this down, I wanted to talk to you about a power slap league, man. They're having problems right now, man. Their ratings are dropping. What do you think, Dan? How are you going to fix the problem for season two? I've already put my suggestions out there. <laughs> you know, they're falling on deaf ears. I said, now this is a serious statement. I will go to every pub. Just make me, make me a matchmaker. Is that yeah. we don't need the best athletes. We need the boys with the most ticker. You know what I mean? And the most ticker is found in the pubs. So I said that I will go to every pub in Australia, every pub in New Zealand, and I will find the next wave of talent for you. All you have to do is bring me on board, lads. That, if that's not the highest rated TV show, I don't know what is. Looking for a slapper? That's what it's called? Looking for a slap. Looking for <laughs> Looking a slap. A dad hooker. Hey. I don't understand why there aren't many island boys on that show, like Tongans, Samoans. You would think they would be like built for that. You know what I mean? Like what's a, I've been what's around the, a lot of those boys. What's the weight limit? What's heavyweight? Man, it doesn't. Let make an open weight. You know what I mean? You just make it. Season they don't two. have an open weight. They don't have an open weight. They capped heavyweight. That's why you only see no Tongans and no Samoans in here, blah blah. You make an open weight division. I'll get you all the tongans on some arms you can get your hands on. <laughs> I got to bro. I work, I work the doors with a lot of these boys. I seen, <laughs> them, I seen them slap some boys. I seen them slap a few coppers in the next week. Trust me, I know some quality slappers. I seen it firsthand, bro. The boys, the boys on the door used to think, nah, nah, I'm hitting them with an open hand. That's just, uh, I'm not gonna get in trouble for that. I'm like, yeah. brother, you're two, you're two hundred kilos. <laughs> <laughs> I seen that cover fly five meters up the road, like you. Yeah, you don't want to get in front of some of those boys, man. Oh, some of those nah, 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 nah. Just run, just run. They can't yeah. catch you. Nah, you. That's that's heavy, heavy duty brain I'll damage. Fight, right I'll fight. a lot of people. There's a lot of covers in Auckland that bumped into and gone. You know what? Catch you later. <laughs> Not worth it. Not worth it. No. I had a few fights with them, brother. You. you, you Punching them in the head, you're wasting your time. 
Seriously. These Seriously. boys are made. These boys are made out of rocks. Hey, you know who's who else was at the event? I think he's in the movie as well. In the Roadhouse movie is is uh Connor and the and the and the what is it Chandler? They're doing the tough season. What did you think about that when you heard that they're gonna do the season against each other? That's the best fight for Connor. Mm-hmm. That's the best fight for Connor. That's the biggest name that puts him that puts him one fight off a title shot. Like that's that's the best fight. I feel like the next best fight. In lightweight, yeah, it's probably me, O'Connor. But it's far more dangerous than than Chandler because I feel like beating me still doesn't put you in line for a title shot. I feel like he beats Chandler, regardless of the situation, knockout decision, submission. Um, he gets a title shot after that, and that's truly like what what Connor's after. Like mm-hmm. that's that, that 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 yeah. I could have told you that months ago that that's the fight that was gonna go down. Well, Chandler's America's sweetheart, you know what I mean? And you put Connor, you know, known to be the bad guy against America's sweetheart, you know, that, that storyline is pretty good, especially the matchup. Stylistically it's good. Everything works out, you know what I mean? Because I think if you and Connor did the ultimate fighter against each other. There would be some heated. Mo- I would like to see these heated. I don't moments. know. I don't know. I feel like we got more in common than we don't. Like I feel like. <laughs> I feel like we might get. I feel like we might get him too much whiskey one night and have a punch up. Like that's that's <laughs> goes without saying, but that's like no hard feelings. You know what I mean? Like that's like we will wake up in the morning and shake hands and then then get back on with the show. Like that's not like any kind of personal beef. I can't see Connor doing. I can't see Connor doing the show with anyone that's kind of just trying to rattle his cage every day and say things that he doesn't. You know what I mean? Like I, I, I'm, I'm a good sport. Like I like to have fun with things. I feel like that's alright. I feel like Chandler's not gonna rock the boat too much. You pick one of these like Gagey's gonna come in there and just say dumb shit. Ali be in his ears down, oh say this, say that, like just shut up, bro. Like just bring up shit that doesn't need to get brought up. You know what I mean? Like it's a whole different situation. Hey, the whiskey dust up, that sounds that sounds like a promotion right there. It's fun though, you know what I mean? Like uh, one shot every round, one shot before the fight starts, like it's a you think Slap fighting's as mad as I would like for things to go. You know, like I would, I would have things going far worse. I can't believe they banned that copper for cocaine. I thought that was the point of slap fighting. That's what I'm saying. That's a trip, right? Like you're testing for, <laughs> you're testing for cocaine. You're testing for coke, like. I thought that's what these coppers had for breakfast. Like what I thought that's heck? what I thought that's what it was like. Like wiped all on their face, like when they were slapping each other. Yeah, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah. What? Now we're talking a huge bowl of cocaine. Okay. <laughs> a huge bowl of just, just smother your heads and no one ever got just no one ever going down. Like. Nah. nah, that's a good idea. That's season two right there. Let's 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 change the rules. Season two. Throw a bowl of cocaine out there and uh, see what happens. Let's see what happens. Um, one more fight, man. The Darius and Oliveira fight. 
That's an interesting one. Yeah. Derish, I think. Nala Pfizer Jiu-Jitsu, um, defensively more sound on the feet. Um, I feel like the wrestling kind of nullifies each other. Yeah. Oh, man. Like, you could have hear me when I called him out. I said Darish is hands down the um, the technically best in our division. That's what I've been saying. Like, I, uh, when I called him out, I didn't say hey, I wanted to fight him. I genuinely believe that he's the best guy in the division. Um, <coughs> yeah, just unless Oliveira makes some kind of substantial shift in his approach, like I feel like he's um, just too tactically irresponsible. And that against uh, a fighter like Darius, like he's only really lost to guys that have like just caught him. Like obviously the last time he was coming up, working his way towards the title shot, there was a, a fight he was heavily dominating, which was the Barbosa fight and he got clipped with like a like a flying knee out of nowhere. You know what I mean? Like that can't be accounted for. You can't you can't tell me a fighter sucks because they got hit with like a one in a million shot. You know what I mean? Like that's that's just the nature of our sport. Um yeah. I'll i I'd say Darius. My my like my yeah, my gut's telling me Darius wins that one. There you go. Everybody, uh I got a we got a, like about five minutes left on the stream. Drop your questions. Drop your questions for Dan. Make sure you guys go in the descriptions, download the all-star app. And uh hey, download it, play against me. Um I'm, I'm picking fights. I'm very good. If you could beat me, I'll I'll send you prizes. I'll send you prizes. I ain't even lying. If you can so, if you can beat me, I'll send you nothing because I'm terrible. <laughs> And of course, you will be able to beat me. That was like when they banned the gambling. I was like, "Thank goodness, save me money." But, but, but you think people are following those rules? Come nah, on, you can, like, you can do it under your missus' name. You can do it like, come, come on, on, right? <laughs> if you want to do it, there's some. If you want to do, do it, there's some ways. There's some ways, man. But um. Yeah, it's uh the the year has started off pretty wild, man. Very, very wild. Um, we do have a question. Would Dan consider fighting Jay Turner? Of course he would consider it, right? Like you were gonna fight him. Like <laughs> come on, my guy. Come on, my guy. Like if yeah, Dan yeah, agrees yeah, to the yeah, fight right. before, I'm pretty sure he's gonna yeah. agree to the fight. Ooh. Later no, on, he right? lost to someone higher ranked or yeah, yeah. Fight I like that fight. I think it'd be fun. Like I think the fans will love that fight. I thought it was gonna oh. be a good fight. It's a great fight. It's a great fight. Um it'd be fun. What what's what's uh what's training looking like for you nowadays? Just fighting everyone with one hand. Just just jabbing the shit out of everybody. Oh no, actually I'm on ACC, I'm not training at all. Oh, okay. So in New Zealand, uh, if you can't work, they pay you to stay at home. <laughs> no shit. 
I'm not yeah. even like we call it the New Zealand dream. It's like to get an injury long enough that you can sit on ATZ for six months. They pay eighty percent of your wage. What to to stay at home? Yeah, free healthcare yeah. in New Zealand. Free healthcare and ACC. So you just gotta give them a pay stub. So and say like say to say say your uh your job's like a physical job or whatever. You tear your ACL wrestling, and you can't um, push a wheelbarrow for six months. They'll pay you for six months to stay at home. Eighty percent of what you were getting for your job, they pay you to stay at home. So yeah, I'm training with one hand, but if anyone from ACC is watching, I'm not <laughs> training at all. I'm not training at all. I'm sitting on the couch. I can't train. I can't do nothing. You can't do anything. He's coaching. He's coaching from the sidelines. I'm coaching. I'm coaching. I'm coaching. From the sidelines. Um, but you know the there was a couple of fighters that you were you were helping out that you were coaching. What what's the situation with them? Uh they just shifted a uh, training full time at City. Like okay. A lot of them would. Uh, yeah, they get to like a certain level, and I have them come over and just train with me. Okay. And, uh, <laughs> they just become part of the the team at City Kickboxing, and and they still are. Um, He's like obviously Aaron too, who's seven and no, undefeated, and uh, yeah, uh, attained peace management. So Ash and Eugene are looking after him. So yeah, the trajectory for for those guys stays exactly the same, and there's still um, some pretty big few things coming for those guys in the future. I, I wish uh, they would send the Australian, New Zealand guys to the to those tournaments. You know, they have those. Uh, the road to UFC tournaments for the Asian fighters. But I, I'm just thinking, mm. like, why not tie in Australian and New Zealand with Asia? Because pretty much that we're that we're this side of the world, right? We're, this is the region. So Yeah, like, that, that's kind of how it works. Like, you become a New Zealand champion, then you become an Australian champion. And once you accomplish that, then you start fighting in Asia. You start competing mm. in Thailand, you start competing in uh, Japan and in China. So, yeah, I feel like, um, I feel like the UFC knows that. Or... Man, you can see how many guys are getting funneled into that contender series. I feel like those guys that are um, warranted for the contender series, now that the world is open back up, um, yeah, you'll you'll see those guys in the contender series in the very near future. Big secret, but uh, the guys that win the road to UFC, they get a lot more money than the contender series guys. So it's better. Well, then, yeah, chuck them in the road (laughs) to the UFC. Fuck the condemned now. <laughs> <laughs> Open secret right there. Open secret. Open but, uh, road. Let the Australian boys fight in the road to you. No. <laughs> oh, he's kicked himself off. He's kicked himself off. I'm a raptor show up, boys. Thank you for watching. Appreciate you.
You there? You there? The timed out. Kicked right. you out. All right. It's all good. We're done. Everybody, thank you guys for joining us, and uh, we'll be back next week. Appreciate you, Dan. Get well soon, man. Thank you for that. We'll talk soon.